Team leaders, let's talk. You've done the work. You've brought your team together. You've weighed the pros and cons. You've defined your processes and your pain points. You've heard from the yays. You've heard from the nays. And now, at last, you're ready to take the plunge and embrace a new digital solution for your team and for your organization. And now, well, now comes the really hard part. And that's making people actually use it. We've all seen so many of the best laid adoption plans fall apart and the most promising softwares and platforms go unused and eventually get quietly shuffled off because our teams simply didn't adopt. But how can you as a team leader really ensure a successful digital transformation? That all comes down to the implementation process. I'm Jeff Stormer, and this is Ahead of the Curve, a podcast about Salesforce technology at work, produced by Jaren, a summit-level Salesforce implementation partner and solutions provider. This episode, we're taking a deep dive into Salesforce implementation from planning to training to deployment and exploring how team leaders can guide the process and ensure meaningful long-term adoption. Our guest is Ravi Muntha, Jaren's Senior Vice President of Delivery. There really isn't a better person to talk to about this topic. Ravi brings over 16 years of experience in deliverables at IBM and over eight years of experience at Oracle Consulting into his current role at Jaren. He has tremendous experience delivering large, complex programs to businesses both in the CRM and ERP space with a focus on getting teams up and running and ensuring employees get excited about and adopt their new solutions. We start our discussion before the implementation process begins with a look at what team leaders should have ready on day zero of a Salesforce implementation. In preparation for any implementation, which is large, especially around Salesforce or digital transformation um, initiatives, there are a few things that you need to keep in mind. First and foremost, get buy-in from the leadership and make sure that you understand the leadership's expectations. You want to make sure that your executives are always going to stand behind you. Um, and also, there is uh, they completely understand the return on investment, why we are doing this as a company, and, and also what is, the, what is the value that Salesforce is going to bring to the company. That's number one. Um, no, number two is, from a business perspective, where do we really want to go, right? Clear vision on the business process themselves, itself, as well as how do we want to transform the business? You know, there's a a lot of uh, work that goes on into the day-to-day activities of the salespeople. Um, We need to understand what they currently do, but more importantly, understand how we're going to transform their business going forward. That's number two. Uh, Number three, clearly understand from, this is from a technology perspective, right? So, clearly understand what the integration points would be with the backend systems. When I say backend systems, your typical ERPs, you know, how is CRM going to interact with the ERP applications? What is the data that's required to go back and forth so that the data is going to be accurate and is going to flow um, across seamlessly and in a timely manner? Um, the, The last one that I would talk about a little bit is change adoption. Change, this is going to bring a lot of change, both organizationally and from a technology perspective. Uh, we, before you embark on this um, journey, make sure that the, the company is ready for the change, number one, and also 
put a team in place that actually advocates for the change. Um, you know, as the changes come through, uh, make sure that the changes are effectively getting communicated to the to the stakeholders, whether they are executive stakeholders or the people that are going to be impacted by the uh, by the change itself. Uh, from our uh, experience, we believe that people react better if they know exactly what is com- coming down for them to implement, rather than you know, thrusting that change in their faces. Right. It really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It really sounds like it comes down to clarity, right? It's clarity among your team. It's clarity among leadership. It's clarity among the people that are going to be using the software, or the, the the tool set. It really sounds like, you know, if you, if the, the most important thing is to get everybody on the same page from leadership to your team, to really like visioning the, the, the company directive downstream to really make sure that this the purpose of the tools that you're bringing in makes sense for a long-term success of the organization. Absolutely. Love it. So we, we've put all of that in place, right? We've done the work, we've done the process, we've talked to leadership, we've gotten things in order. Let's say that this is the first time that I am implementing a digital solution like this. This is me kind of digitally transforming for the first time. How is that process different versus a company that maybe has like leveraged large-scale digital solutions in the past, what does the implementation process look like and how is it different for, for one organization versus the other? So for the companies that, that already have gone through the journey, they understand the pieces of the puzzle. For the companies that are embarking on these kinds of journeys for the first time, uh, I believe the biggest transition is having the, tech, the technical people at the table. Right. In terms of you know, large engagements, typically in, in the past, the business folks made the decisions and the technology folks implemented the decisions. In a digital transformation in the new world, the way that I see it is it's actually a mix of business and technology folks coming together and, and then discussing the specific ideas, the specific products that are there uh, in the market to support those ideas and, and actually making the decisions together that actually take the company forward uh, into the future. The way that I see it is the CIOs, the chief digital officers nowadays have a table, a seat at the table um, to make those decisions because they know the products. They have worked in, in other companies before so that they actually bring their experience and they can say, hey, Hey, Salesforce can do that, right? Or, you know, Oracle can do that. SAP can do that. And here is how you solve the integration between uh, Salesforce and or Oracle and or SAP. And more importantly, it's all about presenting the information to the business and business user uh, in the right format. And having the technical people readily available at the table makes the decision-making process easier uh, so that they can talk with their experience and say, hey, we can do it better this way. There are dashboards that are available in these products that can be leveraged, et cetera. The second distinguishing character is being flexible, uh, having an open mindset, and being ready to adapt. If you had done a, a digital transformation before, then you know that change is coming and you got to be prepared for change and being accepted, uh, accepting of the change that is coming your way. Uh, and if, if you haven't done a transformation project in, in your previous life, in a previous rung, then the, the challenge is accepting the change. Many times, 
a lot of the system integrator, integrators, including ourselves, we implement, we did a great job of implementing the solution, but the key is user adoption. At the end of the day, you can build a Cadillac, but if they don't know how to drive a Cadillac or a Porsche for that matter, then it won't be successful. And so that's the perfect way to put it, right? Like you can you can make the coolest thing in the world and it can sit on a shelf forever, If but it's really about getting the people to say, oh, I understand the value of this and I, I see the, the purpose and I see how it fits into my day. And that really goes back to like you were saying earlier about clarity. It's making sure that everybody at the organization understands this is what this is for. This is why we're doing this. And this is how it's going to make our lives better. And this is the the tangible, like on the ground improvements this is going to make to your day-to-day life. Yep, that's absolutely correct. The other thing that I would say is if you have technology folks at the table and the leadership support behind it, the, the one thing that I would look for in any digital transformation project or any project for that matter is to align to standards. Do not try to reinvent what the product already does, right? So align with the standards. If there are business process changes that need to be made to accommodate, to fit into that product, think about it and do it, as opposed to forcing the product to do some unnatural things uh, to look like your existing um, process that you have in place. That is one of the most that is one of the most valuable pieces of advice that I've run into adopting new software. Like at, at any business that I have worked is uh you can you can you can look at a piece of software and you can look at a you can look at a piece of technology like the the solutions you've used in the past and say, oh well, I don't see how this matches to what I'm used to. Or you can put that experience aside and say, this is a new, this is a new thing, this is a new experience, this is a new learning for me. This is what it does, and this is how you do it. And being able to do that is such a valuable skill and being able to really impart that onto your team is such a valuable like managerial skill and you're absolutely right it is crucial in making sure that a that 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 a, a digital transformation is successful because otherwise you are you're exactly exactly like you said you are going to be bending over backwards trying to rebuild this thing and you're going to create these complicated workarounds and it's ultimately going to undermine the very tangible benefits that you would get from adopting something like a Salesforce. You got it. That's a, that's a true statement. And so speaking of speaking of managers, speaking of team leaders, we're looking at this process, we're imagining the process is underway. If I am a if I am a team leader, if I am a manager or director, what can I do to ensure a successful implementation? And what can I do to really ensure that my team is fully taking advantage of the technology that is in front of us? What can I do to make sure that the Salesforce implementation is as successful as process on sort of a boots on the ground level? Two words, stay focused. Stay focused on what you wanted to achieve. Do not deviate from the scope. Uh, When you look at a specific product and um, learn what all things that that product can do, there is a tendency, and this happens on 90-95% of our programs, where people see what the the tool can do and get carried away. Mm, And then mm -hmm. the scope expands and then the dates move out. So you've got to stay focused on what you want to achieve from a business outcome perspective and where your maximum return of investment is. Doesn't mean that you don't consider the new features down the line. You need to figure out 
what exactly is the initial foundation that you wanted to lay and keep focus on laying that foundation first. So that's that's where a key manager, director, or even a VP should focus on and, and make sure that their team focuses on what needs to be done first before we can achieve the, the good stuff, right? Yeah. That's one thing. The, the second thing is making sure that the, the business starts thinking about standardization of the business process. This You're not going to embark in these kinds of journeys every six months or every year, right? This, this is going to be a once in, um, let's say, five-year, maybe 10-year journey. So this is your opportunity to think about what the, the processes that are working for you and the processes that are not working for you. Over a period of time, typically businesses and even IT world uh, technologists tend to put band-aids on solutions. This is the time to look at all those band-aids, peel, peel them off, and standardize the process. And as we previously discussed, standardize to what the product really offers so that you don't really have to customize uh, the product too much because when you customize, then you are deviating from the standard process, number one, and also number two, when there are upgrades that come through, you got to repeat those customizations potentially. And it, I, I, I absolutely love what you were saying about stay focused. And I, I really see those two as connected really deeply because if you can identify one area that isn't working, one process that really like is struggling and utilize Salesforce to like really address that one thing, like I almost see that as, as a boon to adoption, right? Like once you have once you have, you know, it's the ground under your feet, right? Once you have that one process that you can go, look, Salesforce is really like knocking this out. It's really addressing this. Then as a manager, you can look back at your team and go, and look, there's all these other things we can use this for. And the people that you're, that are reporting to you, your direct reports are already looking at this and going, well, yeah, this is what we use to address this other problem. And then as you move in other things, whereas if you go, all right, Everything is moving onto this new onto this new platform immediately. Like we are, we are, you know, I'm smashing the gas pedal, I'm kicking it all the way to the floor, and we're driving the car. It's this vibe of 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 you're 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 putting you're setting yourself up for such uh such failure in terms of having that one success is going to immediately build so much trust in the eyes of your in the eyes of your team, and that is such a profoundly valuable thing. Yeah, and you know, just 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 to expand on it a little bit, right? You know, when you're trying to implement these large scale applications, uh, what you want to start with is a is a journey map, but you got to actually implement them in bite sized chunks so that mm-hmm. you can build credibility over a period of time. And the first implementation is key because that brings the credibility uh, and, and thereby build upon the credibility that is already established. Um, when you when salespeople transition from using spreadsheets, not aware of how the data is going, where the data is going, to a system that shows all the data in one dashboard or one report, and they can actually, you know, see everything that they have done in terms of sales in one particular location. That's nirvana for them. So you can build on that credibility very easily and bring in the other. Uh, areas where Salesforce can help with, for example, service, right? So you can build um, you, most of your business or transform most of your business from 
current Excel spreadsheets onto the Salesforce platform down the road. But in order to get there, get the first win behind you, make sure that you have user adoption and user, um, you know, all the change management that is required from any user perspective behind you so that you have the company um, receiving the benefits of the, the first implementation. It's a process, right? Like you can you can jump into the deep end of the pool or you can walk in using the stairs and one of those is a lot easier than the other. It, it really is like saying, okay, this is a success. Let's build, let's build on that and build on that because you know that way you you have a foundation, right? You're you're building that you've built your building from the ground up instead of just sort of dropping it from the sky and hoping that it all works out all right. And I think that's an incredibly important thing to keep in mind because. You're you're absolutely right. Like you can, you know, the most compelling journey map in the world, you still have to actually act on it. And that's going to take time. And there's going to be steps to that. And there's going to be adjustments to that. Uh, and that really brings up a great point, which is that, you know, new technology comes with a learning curve. It comes with challenges. It comes with like figuring out new processes. Do you have any advice on how to balance that implementation, balance that learning curve, balance the figuring out of new processes uh, with sort of maintaining day-to-day operations, making sure that deadlines aren't missed, making sure that the job continues to function while you are figuring out a new process and kind of learning a new tool? Absolutely. That's a great question. So um, when transformation projects actually uh, happen, there there is a a learning curve, but more importantly, there's work that needs to be done, right? And that takes away some of the time that they have to focus on day-to-day jobs. jobs. So uh, that's why you bring in system integrators such as Gerent, you know, or, or, or anybody else, right? That These are the additional hands that will help you get there. So in any implementation, uh, my, my first recommendation is to identify the timelines, figure out a backup plan for, for the people that you're pulling away from business, but also give them time to focus on day-to-day, day-to-day life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for the salespeople. Nobody wants to be taken away from sales, right? If, they are, if that's a salesperson, they want to be out in front of the customer selling stuff, and that's their daily earnings. You can't take that away from those people. So the way that our, our implementation team or delivery team at Gerent focuses in providing that opportunity is to time box our workshops, right? Schedule it ahead of time. Make sure that everybody understands that for the for the two-hour block or the four-hour block, we need them to be focused on how to change the process, make us understand how the process works today and what the future needs to look like. But at the same time, we need to be very respectful of the time constraints that uh, that is going to put on them. So we, when we when we put a schedule out there, we want to stick to that. If there is a specific reason why we cannot necessarily meet that schedule, uh, I I tell my team to give them notice so that they can actually plan their day better and also reschedule with giving them enough notice so that it doesn't really interfere with their day-to-day jobs. The second thing is explain to them the benefit of this implementation upfront. Mm -hmm. What does this Mm -hmm. mean? How is this going to change your job in the future? Get them excited, right? When people are excited, they will actually give you the time. If people are not excited, they don't know what is coming down the pipe. 
they're going to say, ah, I don't know, I don't have time for this right now. That's, that's something that you want to avoid. You want to drum up the excitement. And this is back to our initial conversation about you know, getting the executives involved and getting change management involved. Change management is huge when you undertake initiatives like this, right? Then the, the other, other thing to consider is cons- consider actually having a smaller subset of users to participate as what we call super users. So yeah, these right. are... These are users that will actually live their lives almost on a day-to-day basis with the implementation team, understand the product, understand the implementation, and they could be the evangelists, they could be they could be the advocates of the solution down the road to their peers. Instead of me as the implementer telling this the a company that how their sales process is transformed, if I use somebody within the company who is already in sales. And if that person actually tells their peers, the message is received much better. It's really funny. Something you said that really jumped out to me. It's really, really funny. And it's it's so obvious when you really stop and think about it is, you know, this this question of like, how do we meet our deadlines when we're trying to, you know, learn this new process? It's such a big, ominous kind of looming question. Right. And and you know, that the answer, like, it really, it really feels so obvious that the answer is like, hey, you might just need extra, you might just need help, right? Like, it, it feels so, so clear what to hear it said. And it, it it feels like one of those real answers that's so obvious that it might get missed is that like, we have teachers for a reason, right? Like, it's one of those things that is, it's so obvious. And to your point about excitement, it's not just about saying, yes, this is important. It is valuable. It really is about saying, frankly, look how cool this is, right? Like, look how, look, look what you can do with this because you're exactly right. If you can get someone excited about something, then yeah, I'll take some time to learn a thing. I'm excited about it because at the end result, I'm going to get, I'm going to get cool results out of it. And I think that is an immensely powerful thing that is really going to, like you said, push push adoption and drive it through to the other end. And it increases the productivity as well, right? You know, you know, having a tool like Salesforce implemented helps them in reducing the time to look for this data. All yeah. they need to do is log into the system and the data is right there in front of, you know, looking through spreadsheets, looking through notes that they had with the customers, et cetera. It's all in one place right in front of you on the computer screen. And that and that goes back to standardization, right? Like that goes back to that goes back to being able to say, and as not just a not just a thing that you should be doing, but almost a thing that you get to be doing is being able to say, look, everything is in one place. Your processes are standardized. Like all of these roundabout ways that you have been that that the business has been has been tracking these data, hitting these deliverables all the ways that we have built can be under one umbrella they can be they can be formalized processized operationalized standardized they can exist in this way and once 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 someone sees that then you can really instill that excitement from the the c suite down and really say this is what can be achieved you just have to really commit the time and the people and get the help to really get to a place where you're taking full advantage of it and now that brings us to our, our last question, which is, we are a company that has adopted this. We have implemented it. We are in the process of really making this a success. 
but every technology comes with stumbling blocks, right? There are there are there are pitfalls and there are potential downsides to every product under the sun. Where do you see is the potential stumbling blocks with a Salesforce implementation, and how can I, managing my team, work to guide individual people and guide my team as a whole around them? I would actually take it back to our first point of discussion, right? Adoption. Adoption, you, you may hear this word, you may have heard this word multiple times during this podcast, but adoption is a key thing. Make sure that the, the company has the right people, right tools in terms of drumming up the excitement, in terms of you know, providing the, the right mechanisms of communications to prepare the team for change changes that are coming through, whether it's the use of the product or the job responsibilities as well, right? You know, changes in technology bring in changes in job responsibilities. The sooner we communicate and prepare the, the, uh, the people for that, the better off we are going to be, number one. And, and number two, training. Do not skimp on training. Training should not be the last thing that you think about after the solution has, built, uh, has been built. Training should be something that needs to be thought through as the implementation team is working on the solution, the trainers need to be part of that so the solution building and understand how, how this thing is going to work and then take that um, and build the training materials and eventually do the end user training. The, the way that I have seen things around training to be very successful uh, in Salesforce implementation is provide for some, some ways to learn at their own pace. Right, online training. Uh, there are a lot of LMS um, opportunities that you can look at, where you actually have learning management systems in place, uh, where you where a person can learn in chunks, as opposed to sitting and through a class and trying to learn everything in one shot. Or you can take the approach of going through the through a class, but enhancing your skills or um, learning more of the newer functionality by using the, the learning management systems, right? So that's another way to look at it. Uh, I, I feel that people learn better when they're learning at their own pace, as opposed to sitting in a class. Uh, and as they start using the system, they will have more questions that will come, come they, they will come across and having this uh, tool on the side that will help them with refreshing what they learned in the, in the training class would be very helpful. Then, from an implementation perspective, the longest tent in the pole, in my opinion, is always going to be data. If you are actually going to take existing system data and transport that into Salesforce, make sure that you understand the quality and the quantity of data that needs to be transported into, into Salesforce upfront, because data can uh, make or break your system. We can have all the config, the right configuration in place, the system is ready to go, but if the data is not, if not pulled in in a correct manner, then your reports will be all over the place with, um, without accuracy, and then that dwindles the confidence level that the user has. So make sure that a, a data, a person or a team of people are really focused on data and get that data, data quality right up front. And then data validation once it's all ported into, into the production system. And, and the third one, this is the, this is the obvious one, right? If there are any concerns with regards to adoption, with regards to the solution, raise them early and raise them often, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that you can, you can address them 
as quickly as possible. From my experience, what I learned, uh, what I learned is if you raise that issue during the requirement phase, it's, it only takes like 10% of the effort. But if that actually had gone through your development process and testing process, and it, when you raise that issue, when it's getting ready to go live, then you got to undo all this great mm-hmm. work you have done. And that increases fivefold, sixfold the amount of work that it takes to get that change into the production system. So when, when you see a problem, stop and make sure that people understand that there is an issue that needs to be discussed and resolved. And, and you don't need to resolve all those issues and put that into, uh, into the system on day one, but at least having an understanding that um, you know, it doesn't affect the foundation of the system uh, would help you down the road. Yeah, I mean, and like ask for help early is one of those, again, it's one of those pieces of advice that sounds so clear and obvious when you hear it, but you can, but, but I can imagine so many scenarios. I've been through so many implementations. I've been through so many adoptions where that simply didn't happen. And yeah, you're exactly right. I can see, I've seen the, the headaches and the redos and the undos and the, the rework that has come from that. And it really, it, it, it really like the strength of, and that kind of like really, you know, like you said, going back all the way back to the first thing that we talked about, it really goes back to to clarity. It really goes back to having a picture of this is what our objective is. This is what the, this is what Salesforce can do. And also this is where our pain points are and where we're struggling. Being clear on those things is how processes actually get improved. That is, that is how adoption happens. That is how things get fixed. That is the core of what it makes these things successful. And that feels like it kind of ties the whole thing together, right? Yep. Having having the right vision, clear <laughs> vision, and and staying focused. Those are the two key, key points. If anybody has to take two points out of this meeting, those are the two ones, right? Clear vision, staying focused. I love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Any closing thoughts before we uh, before we go our separate ways? No, I, I think any embarking on, on all these, uh, any kind of journeys, right, transformation journeys is going to be tough, uh, but there are great partners out there that will help you through this, uh, through this process. Pick your partner, the, the right partner for your company's culture, work, trust in them, work with them, have a clear vision and drive to success. For businesses of all sizes in virtually every vertical, there is tremendous potential in deploying Salesforce and embracing digital transformation. But like any software, like any tool set, that potential can only be realized if your employees actually use it. And ultimately that all comes down to alignment. That means getting every level of your organization on the same page. It means getting users excited and it means ensuring that the data you're pulling and the processes you're refining are standardized and ready for evolution. If you can knock that out, if you can hit that one major focus point, you'll be in an incredible position for a successful Salesforce implementation. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, produced by Jarrett in cooperation with Salesforce. Our thanks to Ravi Muntha, Jarrett's Senior Vice President of Delivery, for his insights on this episode. I'm Jeff Stormer, and thank you so much for listening.